well, listeners, you are listening to another episode of That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone. And with me, as always, live from Hampton, Maine, is my aunt and co-host, Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how are you on this January day? It's still January, isn't it? Oh my God, why did we remind (laughs) ourselves of that? Oh, it goes on forever. I'm good. Although you usually ask me about the weather and it's pretty boring, but yesterday we got a foot of snow, so that's a little more exciting. And I think we're supposed to get more. So um, we're supposed to get a coating to an inch and then about an inch and a half of rain. Uh, Yeah, I think ours is turning into rain too. So, but yeah, I'm doing well though. um, Let's find out. We have a guest today. Um, maybe she has more, uh, a better forecast, but I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, live from New Market, Maryland. Don't be confused if you've heard this name before. It's actually, she's. this is actually her first time live from New Market, Maryland. Please welcome my cousin-in-law, Katie Malone. Hi, Jeff. Hi, hi Beth. It's good to see you guys. And no, I don't have a better forecast. We're supposed to have a cold miserable rain tomorrow so uh, <laughs> not good <laughs> i know it is miserable is that a real term cousin-in-law because I, I always wondered officially what you call you know because you're jeff's cousin's spouse and i said uh, they should have a name for that or also i for me like are you my my niece-in-law <laughs> I've never heard all those those uh, terms before, so but they should be. Mm-hmm. I just t- I just typed cousin in law into Wikipedia, and it went to this additional terms subsection of the cousin page. It says the cu- the terms full cousin. Let's see, it's the terms cousin uncle slash aunt. And cousins, cousin niece slash nephew, are sometimes t- used to describe, um, especially in Mennonite, Indian, and Pakistani families. We'll have to fur- you'll have to further investigate that sometime. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, anyway, anyway um, yeah. So. Uh, I, I mentioned that our listeners may have recognized your name, Katie, because my sister is also named Katie Malone, although you spell it differently. And in both cases, it's short for something different. Mm-hmm. But I think you, and well, I know so you, let's see, you and my sister are about like a 15, 16 year age difference, something like that. Um, I'm 44, so I don't know how old she is. Is she like in her 30? Okay, so 14 years. Yeah, so I'm wondering if, so I mean, Caitlin, Kathleen, and Catherine were all popular in my age group. Does it go back as far as when you were growing up? Yes, I went to a very Irish Catholic college, and we used to joke that every dorm room had either a Katie, Kathy, Kathleen, or Aaron in it. So yes, it was very popular. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, and Kathleen and Kathleen story. have been around forever. Not as yeah. I don't think Caitlin has as long, but 
Yeah, I think there's a famous story in my family when my sister Katie was a baby and I think she, the, like the pediatrician, like was this Irish doctor and he's like, oh, Katie Malone, is she, how Irish is this family? But the funny thing is we're Irish, I'm Irish on my mom's side because my dad <laughs> His name, it used to be M-E-L-O Malone. Yes. That was an Italian. A... Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, um, well, speaking of growing up and having classmates and that sort of thing, that's an appropriate uh, way to lead into what we've got going on. Because, um, yeah, so if this is your first time listening to uh, That's Entertainment, what happens here on this podcast is Aunt Beth and I pick a pop culture topic, a new one for each show and discuss it according to the three f's first favorite and forever and um you'll figure it out as you go along what those sections mean and sometimes we bring a guest along for the adventure and that's what we did this time and sometimes we also delve into other topics before we get into the main topic but our guest has a hard out um so we don't want to waste any time uh okay now, usually at this point in the show, I give a little intro for the topic to set the tone. I'm going to do something a little different because we are talking about Abbott Elementary, a show that takes place at an elementary school. So what I'm going to do is take attendance. <laughs> so um, do we have Catherine Malone present? I am here, yes. Great. And is Elizabeth Woods present? Here. <laughs> and I'm Jeffrey Malone, who is also present. We did. All right. We've got perfect attendance. It's a great start. All right. Abbott Elementary is in its, um, currently its second season on ABC. But we're going to take it a little, back a little bit further. So we, we've combined the first and the favorite sections for this time. Uh, we've done that on a few episodes before, and it, it kind of it just felt right to do that again this time. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, what I want to know from um, our guest and uh, my co-host and myself are some kind of personal memories as well as TV-related memories. So, what are some of our earliest memories of attending elementary school, and who are our favorite? real life elementary teacher and favorite fictional elementary teacher. So um, Katie, you're our, our guest. We'll let you go first. I have about a million wonderful memories of elementary school, which is why here I am at 44, still in an elementary school because I love it so much. So yes, we, we had to make sure that uh, <laughs> that was one reason we asked you on because we knew you loved the show and that uh, you are employed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, my, my teacher is growing up, they always did these huge, once a year, entire grade level plays, and they were so much fun. There were things that I don't think you could ever get away with these days in, in public schools. Um, but I remember, like, we did a Christmas play when I was in um, first grade. I was Rudolph, and I, of course, had a cold, so my nose was red to begin with. And um, when I was in third grade, we did this Pennsylvania history play. We had this actual Ben Franklin reenactor come and, like, be part of the play. And I got to do the Pennsylvania polka. Um, but I think my favorite, it was amazing. <laughs> I think my favorite play, though, that we did and favorite memory was in fourth grade. Um 
this kid, his name was Andy, I remember. He was supposed to be on Jeopardy, and he won Jeopardy, and the grand prize was a trip across the United States. And so all the fourth graders, we had different songs and dances and, like, speeches going um, around the United States. And I got to be in the pink Cadillac tap dancing number, which was <laughs> memories that will last forever. Yes, they last forever. <laughs> How about you guys? Any favorite elementary school memories? I had... It's funny because from each grade, I have like a few memories. Kindergarten, I still can remember like nap time for some reason. We all had to take naps. I don't know if they even still do that. And it was still, it was only half a day and we still had to take a nap. <laughs> and I remember in first grade, I was sad because my birthday was in the summer and everybody used to get to bring in cupcakes for their birthday. So we had like a little secret that I could bring my cupcakes in in June. And then that was like very exciting because even though I had a summer birthday and in second grade, this will never, like you said, these memories that you will never forget. My name was Elizabeth, but I always went by Beth. But for some reason, I remember going down the aisle of the desk and I went, Elizabeth Taylor, the star. <laughs> it should have been the start of my acting career. <laughs> and then um, I remember loving fifth grade, sixth grade, I ran for student council. And um, so I had a, uh, luckily, I had a pretty positive um, elementary school experience. Uh, so those were some of my favorites. How about you, Jeff? I went to uh, St. John Evangelist in Lower Makefield, uh, Pennsylvania. And school's not open anymore, although the church still is. And I have this image in my mind of when I went to kindergarten, just sitting on the floor. Uh, there was a rug for all the students to sit in, in a, around in a circle. And for some reason, I have this image of myself just staring slack-jawed at the teacher like fully engaged with what was going on but i don't i don't know if that's an, an accurate picture of myself but for some reason like that that's just i imagine myself 29 years ago that's that's the image that comes to mind it's still pretty accurate i feel like like for elementary school like you know like what you see as a teacher looking out kids just kind of staring and you're like are you with me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so maybe maybe I've just like when I see five year olds nowadays, that's what they look like. Mm -hmm. So I've my memory has been solidified like that's what I must have looked like as well at age. Um, and then I also remember um, because this is this person is still a part of my life now, making one of my lifelong friends in kindergarten, uh, my good friend Jeff Smith, who. Uh, podcast listeners will remember as a guest on the March Madness episode. That was one that you skipped, Aunt Beth. Yeah. But you've met Jeff before, so mm -hmm. you know him. Yeah, so uh, kindergarten definitely conjures positive uh, memories for me. You know, then one random memory I have was probably maybe like fifth or sixth grade. I remember like we like would be like every month or so we would rearrange the desks and have new seating arrangements. I guess the, the teachers just wanted to them up. And I remember just like maybe someone bumped a chair into someone else and it was like lots of, and I just decided to crack a joke and say lots of traffic out there today. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. 
still remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, one of the one of those moments that just happens to stick out. But yeah, so then I guess so yeah, what about favorite teachers, everyone? Favorite real life ones and favorite fictional ones? I loved my first grade teacher. Her name was Miss Pacina and oh, I just remember it being a fun class. Um centers and like you know where you rotate around in little groups and that was kind of a new thing you know back in the early 1980s um and then I had a fourth grade teacher who I was lucky enough to have again in sixth grade um Mr. Maganelli and he let us do all of these extra science experiments and you can get extra credit for doing them um but they were really fun like you had to plan them out and come in and like demonstrate them for the class and um, I feel like I had a lot of wonderful teachers, but those are, are two who about a million years later still mm-hmm. have strong memories of their classes. And any favorite fictional ones? This was really hard. Um, I, I do love Miss Krabappel from The Simpsons. <laughs> the clue on the papers. <laughs> and then I loved Boy Meets World in the 1990s. So Mr. Feeney, you know, I just have a, a soft spot for him. How about you guys? Well, my favorite teacher was Miss Murray from and I didn't say my school you mentioned my school was named Benjamin Franklin which you mean Franklin back then it was K through six I don't know if that's what your guys were but I know nowadays they change it so much but um, she was just K through eight yeah Yeah. she was just so much fun and she loved musicals um and so I still remember we singing Broadway tunes in her class. She taught us all these um, songs that for some reason Matchmaker from um, Fiddler sticks in my mind. But I just remember, I think we had booklets with all the lyrics written down. And she just, and I talked to a friend of mine recently who was in that class and she said the same thing about she was her favorite teacher. Then for my fictional teacher, I thought of, so I used to watch uh, Everybody Hates Chris, which was on from, two, I checked it, 2005 to 2009. A very and I relevant show to mention. I know, which, which is interesting here. Um, his teacher was named Miss Morello, and she was played Jacqueline Mazzarella. But she, I read what it, I just remember for some reason that thinking, you know, I want, that was like 12 years ago. But for some reason, she stuck in my mind. And when I looked it up, this was the description they said. It says she is naively racist and says very inappropriate things to Chris. But the way it was hilarious. And she used to crack me up because she was so politically incorrect. (laughs) Because she she just assumed because he was black that he was a he was poor that his parents uh, didn't make much money that he had drug issues and you know all the wrong things but the way she said it was just so funny so she was probably my favorite and then i was talking about abbott elementary i watch barbara and i think oh i would love to have her as my kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> okay so those are mine how about uh, you Jeff? Yeah. I, I had trouble settling on one favorite real life teacher because I yeah, was like, it's hard to... I can't just pick one and then what if I run into one of them one day and <laughs> why didn't you pick me as, as your favorite? Um, so uh, I decided to mention who I would say is the most influential teacher I had in grade school, who was um, Mrs. Alicia Rinkus, who was my 
honors math teacher who I had from fourth through eighth grade. Um, that was, uh, so all the other teachers I had in grade school was just, you know, the one teacher for, um, for every subject. But once I, we got to fourth grade, there was an advanced math program at uh, our school. So she was the one teacher I had, or actually when I was in sixth, seventh and eighth, eighth, they kind of did like a rotation with those teachers. But, um, yeah, so starting in fourth grade, uh, honors math. So I had her for five years. She got me into uh, these math contests, uh, math councils, the name of one of them. And there's one where the um, went to the state competition in, in Harrisburg. So that, that was that was my introduction to academic athletics. So um, she was, uh, you know, I, I liked learning anyway, but uh, she was definitely someone who, who pushed her most promising students to excel as much as possible. Um, you know, so I think, you know, every student needs someone like that, no matter what their aptitude, you just, you need to recognize what, what their students are capable of and, uh, show them what's out there and available for them. And I'll second, uh, Katie mentioned already Mr. Feeney, but yeah, he would definitely be my favorite. And I was watching him um, in my formative years. Let's see, uh, Boy Meets World that aired from 94 to 2000. So Corey and his mm -hmm. friends were definitely a little older than me, but um, it, you know, they, Mr. Feeney, he wasn't just their grade school teacher. He taught them from like as whenever they graduated, he got a, a promotion. He he moved. He went to high school with them and then to college. So, oh, I mean, that's and he was yeah. also Corey's neighbor. So he, he was pretty much everything to all those kids. Um, and there's a really sweet moment. I think it's the last episode of the show where the classroom's empty, but Mr. Feeney's staying behind for a few minutes and he's talking to the empty desks and he's like, uh, it's like, I, I loved every one of you last dismissed. Like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'd ever told the kids that he, he loved them. I mean, cause you know, mm -hmm. it's hard to figure. Have you told, ever told any of your students that you love them, Katie? Um, I've signed things like love Mrs. Malone. Um, but I'm not a very emotional and mushy person either. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there are many teachers you do. It's just like, that's not, that's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was always obvious that Mr. Feeney yeah. loved the kids on that show, but it was just like, he also yeah, had a great sense of that. Much that? Though, yeah. yeah. But he had such a sense of decorum where he's like, it's, you can't really say that you can't play favorites with your students, that kind of thing, I think. But it was it was definitely a sweet way to end the show. All right. Any other thoughts on early memories or favorites before we move on? I don't think so. All right. Well, I think we've got some time for some trivia. Uh, do we all, who came up with the question? I've got one. All right. Katie, did you come up with any? A trivia question? Yeah. Um, I don't have one, but it could be related to the weird conversation we just had at dinner. So I'll call Brady in here because he's the one who answered it. So go ahead, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is a trivia about Abbott Elementary. 
um, which Hamilton star played a charter school owner and former Abbott student who wants to convert Abbott to a charter? And the choices are Lin-Manuel Miranda, Christopher Jackson, Leslie Odom Jr. or David Diggs. And I didn't remember this. I, I think it's the second one only because I recognize the other three people and I don't think I remember. I remember that character on Abbott. Um, so is it Christopher? So you're guessing Christopher Jackson. That's my guess. Okay, what, how about you, Jeff? Um, I believe it was David Diggs. You're both wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh was it Leslie Odom? It's Leslie Odom oh. Jr. Wow. Remember that. So was that must have been on the first season. I believe it but, was, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look back at it. But I remember the episode, but I I don't I don't yeah. know. It just looks different. I don't know. Yeah, so that's why I picked it because I was like, I don't know that one. That's okay. a good one. All right. Did, did Brady come in for his? No, I don't know who wins. I don't have one. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. okay. We don't well, I've got said. one. Uh, all right. Uh, this is a two-parter. Uh, where did Cheryl Lee Ralph get her Bachelor of Fine Arts from? And what age was she when she graduated? Oh, I think I read. Well, I know. Do you have a guess, Katie? I know where she went to school. Was it Penn that she went to school? University of Pennsylvania? No. no. She went you're, you're to Rutgers. Kind of close geographically. Then, right? What was? What she went say? to Rutgers, but I think it was still Douglas at the time. Um, and then I think she was only like 19 when she graduated, or something. Right, Beth, you're saying 19. Katie, what do you say? Mm, 18. Well, you, uh, one of you is correct. Yes, it was 19. She graduated from Rutgers. Jeez. Good work, Beth. <laughs> I think I had read that not too long ago, but I guess she was pretty smart then. Let me see if, let me check if it was Douglas, because I think her Wikipedia said Rutgers. But. Yeah, but your dad, when your dad was telling me about where we were talking about her this summer, he said that she went to Douglas. So she's just about, she's like late 60s. Well, she could have gone to Rutgers. Uh, 66. So. Oh, she's my age then. Right. And so I think she was going there at the same time as my dad. She's three oh, years younger than him. Yeah. But graduating oh. at the same time. Was... Well, it could have been Rutgers. You'll have to ask him. I thought for some reason he was saying Douglas, but I don't even know when Douglas stopped, when people stopped going to Douglas College, because that's not yeah. part of well, it. I'm looking around on. Rutgers Wikipedia, and now it's saying Douglas is a campus, but I guess it's part of Rutgers, so I, I don't mm. know what the, the details are there. Okay. But. Well, anyway, so she went to Rutgers. Yes, that was why. <laughs> One of the reasons your dad likes her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we'll make our way into the forever section in which we take stock of where we are now and look ahead to the future a bit. really uh dive right into habit elementary so um you uh well let's uh yeah a few uh questions i threw out for everyone what convinces us to give this show a chance in the first place and uh what are some of our favorite characters or scenes or episodes and uh anything that's personally resonated with us katie i'll throw it back to you um i don't watch a ton of tv um 
I just don't. Um, but I had heard some pretty good things about Abbott Elementary School, and it sounded kind of like my kind of entertainment, kind of like mindless, not anything that's going to like weigh me down. And so I gave it a try. And the very first episode, um, I think it was, it was Janine and one other teacher, they were both separately like counting to try to get the students to behave and it didn't work. And it just made me laugh so hard because every teacher does that. It's like, we think that counting is magic. And sometimes it is magic, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, graders, I'm going to count backwards from five and by the time I get to one and like they're on it. But then other times it's more like what Janine was experiencing where she counts backwards and no one's heard her because there's just chaos. <laughs> so I had heard good things. And once I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is my life. I'll go ahead and tune into this episode for <laughs> the show every week. <laughs> it's funny before you go on, because when you asked that question, I had to laugh. It was actually both of you guys that are, that actually got me in, uh, convinced me inadvertently convinced me to start watching because Jeff had mentioned it I think on either maybe your newsletter or something you said oh my hey Abbott you put it and you said it's one of your new favorite shows and then right after and I hadn't been watching it and then right after that Katie you had posted something on Facebook about how much you liked it and I thought oh, wow, they both like it. And especially since you're, Katie's a teacher, I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And um, I was so glad I did because it's like my favorite show now. But that's how I uh, started. I don't, I mean, I usually read about stuff and I, I, for some reason, I don't remember reading about it when it was coming out. But it's, it's because of you two. <laughs> <laughs> happy to hear it it is great like even um my son doesn't really enjoy it but the girls they both enjoy watching it with me and it's just mindless i look forward to it there's not a lot of shows that and i, mm -hmm. I usually it just makes me laugh out loud so it's mm -hmm. really fun to to have a show like that how did you, had you read about it joe um jeff or did you what made you start um i think i saw commercials for it before i ever read anything about mm. it like it, so it premiered december 2021 mm -hmm. and a few showing commercials like at least a month in advance maybe two months and they were really promising commercials like i thought they ca captured the vibe really mm. well and i mean i watch most of the sitcoms that are currently on abc uh that whole wednesday night is working for me so um i was i'm pretty much guaranteed to give any show in that time slot a chance uh but this i would have sought this out anyway even if it was on some channel i'd never heard of before uh and it also helped that it took place in the part of the country where i'm from yeah that's uh, it's philadelphia set show i'm from just outside of philly uh, and I knew Quinta Brunson from, uh, I knew her primarily from the TBS show Miracle Workers, yeah. and she was uh, pretty entertaining on that. So I'm like, this looks like it has all the right pieces. So um, I, you, sometimes you just, and it felt like it was something special. Like sometimes you just get a sense of that, um, you know, it, it was, I think, anyone who watches as much TV as I do, like there are those times where you're like, this is going to be something. And mm -hmm. I, I was just getting that vibe. And I, I'm happy that that turned out to be the case. Yeah. All right. So, I also yeah. like to 
I also kind of liked, I love my absolute favorite TV show is Parks and Rec. Um, I'm like a undying fan of Parks and Rec. I could rewatch that as many times as I can. Um, and Janine kind of like has this Leslie Nope kind of vibe going. And I just, it might just be me because I kind of identify with that like sunny, like get it done kind of attitude. But I, I just like that, that whole um, person, you know, that type, character type. Yeah. So did who did you pick as your favorite character then, Janine? Or I don't know if I have a favorite character because I feel like I like and then like am annoyed by it in a way that I like that's highly entertaining everybody in different ways. Like Barbara, as you mentioned, she's like so perfect and also so funny. Melissa is hysterical. Ava, I mean, she's the worst, but also the best, you know? <laughs> How does your principal compare to Ava? She's not Ava. <laughs> I can say safely I've never had a principal like Ava. However, and she'd be horrible to work for, but she's very entertaining to watch on the screen. And she's like, the actress who plays her does such a wonderful job of being ridiculously obnoxious, but I don't ever dislike her. Like, I'm not ever annoyed by her. I, I find her, you know, I still want, you know, at the end, Ava to come out okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's gotta, if I were a student at Abbott, I think I would enjoy her more than some principles that I actually did have when I was growing up because I mean the, I mean the teachers are annoyed at her because yeah I'd be annoyed at a, <laughs> because of the relationships that she's supposed to have with them but when you're just a student there you're more interacting with the teachers more so you don't seems it's okay less... if the if from your perspective if the, if the principal's just this goofy all the time yeah she seems a little more sympathetic to the students too mm -hmm. than definitely than to the um teachers i agree and i feel like she actually has a lot of like as ridiculous of a character as eva is she has so many like warm moments with the students like she does that whole step club with janine and you can tell you know she's really you know the one that draws the students in and then on the i think it was the last episode or the one before where the boy had the short pants because he keeps growing and she was like advising yeah. him but then here you go here's another pair of pants so mm -hmm. maybe that's what makes her still a likable character that they managed yeah. to work then because otherwise you could really she could be kind of dislikable if she didn't have some <laughs> a few redeeming qualities but mm -hmm. um yeah i also said it, the same thing it's hard to pick a favorite because they're all so good but i did pick gregory um which who's played by tyler will james williams which ironically was the star of the, of the show i mentioned earlier everybody hates chris just something about his facial expressions when he looks to the camera. I mean, they all do, but his uh -huh. face is just crack me up when he, he's just very, very dry and very Was funny. he the little boy? I didn't, I didn't ever watch that show, but I remember like seeing advertisements. Was he the, the little boy in that show? Okay. Yeah, he was the, he played, it's supposed to be based on Chris Rock's life. Uh -huh. So basically he was playing Chris Rock. I okay. forget how old he was when that, would have been, I think he was maybe starting middle school. I think he's that, about the same you, age as me, or at least Tyler James Williams. Yeah, so when the show started, I don't know if he was supposed to be about 12 or so. So yeah, he was pretty young then. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I loved him in that. And then I thought, oh, I wonder what happened to him when I saw him on this. I was like, oh my God. So I'm so glad that he's was moved from substitute teacher <laughs> to regular teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do like all of them though. Do you have a favorite, Jeff? 
Well, I, I, I didn't pick a favorite character because, yeah, I mean, again, it's just such a well-rounded ensemble. But I did pick a favorite episode, which would be the uh, story Samurai. Had the oh, is improv that the troop? Crew. Yeah, the improv <laughs> troop. <laughs> <came> <laughs> <in>. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know, that's funny. They're uh, so... Is that so? That's Jacob's um, old group that he was in, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I do agree. I love that episode, and then just thinking about Jacob, who kind of like Ava could be so annoying that you dislike him, but then in that episode, he has this self awareness that you're like, Oh, okay, you know, like he it kind of redeems him a little bit. So, the people who, who write the characters definitely balance them out, it's like they push it, and then, oh, nope, you're not gonna hate that character. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, they are. The writers are fabulous. And, I, I mean, I that's a really it. good example of just, I think, of taking the writing in an extra step than some other shows and making everyone more likable. Like that character Ooh. could be like the the annoying white liberal that all the black characters hate on any other show. And he <laughs> kind of is that, but they're, they roll their eyes at him. But they also really like him. Yeah. And yeah. you also see that with his students as well. Most of the students on the show are black. Mm-hmm. And I think one of his students says in that episode, like, oh, we, we like, uh, what's, uh, what's Jacob's last name? We like, oh, uh, yeah, we like Mr. Hill. He's really corny. Um, you know, <laughs> but he's nothing. He's not really anything like his kids. He tries to play with them and they like him anyway. Um, despite his his you know trying to you know go in a little overboard with trying to be cool with the with all the (laughs) the youngsters um yeah like on another show he would just be a joke but here it would be like you know we he's uh he's there's um something to him like you know we there's we get that he's uh trying to be an ally and he might be annoying the way that he's doing it but uh you know, he's he's actually he's he's reaching through to these kids. Yeah. They have a much worse teacher in a lot of ways, but he's obviously some. I was looking through the episodes, and I couldn't find the one. It's an episode. One of my favorites was where Melissa was teaching Janine, and was it Jacob or was it um what's his name um Gregory that she was teaching them how to cook. Do you remember that? It was Jacob, and I agree. That was hysterical. And then her sister comes in, and Janine yes. tries to fix it all and makes it all worse. And I love Melissa. And again, someone who could be really unlikable, but she's not. She's so funny. Oh, she's so <laughs> funny. Just that, yeah, some of the stuff she comes up with. And um, yeah, I couldn't find that. I don't know why. I looked through the titles. and But anyway, that was one of my uh, favorite ones. But I enjoyed almost like I said almost every episode cracks me up there was one I think we were at I was at your house Jeff when was it because we were watching with your dad he he taped it it was probably in middle of October yes Robin Aaron's wedding and um (laughs) and it starts with I forget whose birthday it is and Barbara's singing happy birthday and she goes off into like this it was like two minutes of just her, like in her own little world, and it was hysterical. And I, your dad's was he said, I gotta wait for Sue to watch it for your mom. I said, Just watch this first, the opening. And we were just cracking up because it was just so funny. So, yeah, it's it's just so well written. All right, and, and then I you also asked, wanna... oh, 
Oh, go ahead, sorry. I wanted to make sure I mentioned what's probably my favorite scene of the show so far. It's one of the uh, openings of one particular episode where they're all gathered around, watch ABC local news, because every one of them wants to see Jim Gardner. Oh, that's right. I remember that. He's a, he recently retired yeah, from uh, ABC so... News after about 50 years, I think. It's gotta be 50 years. That's so funny. When I went to Glassboro College, I went in 1974, and I remember putting, had the news on or something, and he was on. And then I was at your house, Jeff, sometime not too long ago, and I saw him. I'm like, oh, my God, he's still on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably like 50 years. Mm -hmm. So that's so funny. They all love them, I guess, when they were... Or did they, um, Barbara and Melissa, I think, had some funny comments. I can't remember exactly, but. I think Barbara was... said, like, I love me some Jim Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when she mixes names up. Yes. Like, it's hilarious. They, Somebody um, famous will say, I love so-and-so and it's the complete wrong name. Cheryl and <laughs> Ralph Quinta Brunson and um, uh, what's her name who plays Melissa? Um they were on the Kelly Clarkson show a month or two ago talking about that. And that's something that Cheryl Lee Ralph actually did. And she saw that in the script, she was like, I can't believe Quentin to say. Because she actually. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. You said about uh, if anything personally resonated. That was a hard one, too. I just said. Not really, but I just love that they're showing a city school with, you know, not much funding and and that the teachers have to use their own money and resources. And it just seems so much more realistic than a lot of the school shows we used to watch. And um, I don't know if it is. Is that for you, Katie? Is that realistic, like seeing that or? I feel like it's relatable, but clearly like hyperbole, like. I love the episodes because I'm like, oh, yes. But then, of course, they exaggerate it by so much. So I, I definitely have enjoyed, like, the one episode, remember, where they bought them all the, I think they were, like, almost, like, palm piloty kind of looking things, like, computer-held, um, handheld computerized tasks. And then it turns out it was, like, a data collection thing. But it's just funny, like, not that that specific thing has ever happened to me, but the feeling of like someone unveils some complicated, super expensive new tool that they're super excited, like, oh, this is gonna make your job so much easier. And you're like, nope, it's really not. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. try, but <laughs> um, or like the one episode where um, um, Janine got the juice um, and the kids with the issues. I mean, even third grade, you're still sometimes like, oh, for goodness sakes, come on. <laughs> you know? Bathroom looms looms large in the elementary school day, so I bet it must. Yeah. I mean, whenever I see something, uh, any movie or show where there's the bathroom isn't working, I'm like, this is a horror movie or a horror. <laughs> movie. <laughs> I agree. Oh, that's pretty scary. Oh. All right. So, anything we want to them for in the future of the show as it lasts for oh how many seasons but yeah anything we're hoping to see in future episodes i didn't really think of anything because just so far whatever they're doing i'm loving so um just hope it 
I was worried because the only thing I'm worried about, it's getting so much attention now and it's winning so awards. I was like, I just hope it, it doesn't go like they don't get too big for the, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, just, just stay on the course, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't, mm -hmm. don't go overboard or anything. Cause don't um, have the school in the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> anything too, too drastic because it's it's just perfect the way it is. So, yeah, I couldn't think of anything specific that I'd like to see. But. I enjoy the whole teasing out of Janine and Gregory, and um, like the introduction now of of Gregory's friend. Is it Malcolm? I can't remember. That's Whatever his name is. Um, you know, like it, it's like oh, almost, and then you know they have something else that drives them apart. So. I hope that that continues to be well played. I kind of feel like, like you said, like you can kind of get to the point where it's like, oh, you know, are you overplaying this or mm -hmm. you just like jump ship? But so far I'm enjoying that storyline. Um, and obviously like the teacher part, I mean, there's just so many places to mine for humor in schools, you know, <laughs> the teacher, uh, like the parent teacher communication parts. Like I loved um, Barbara, it was the season um, where she had the one parent who had the like offensive shirts and oh, I think yeah. she and everything. And I mean, and she ended up being a lovely woman, you know, but just kind of like that funny, like, you know, people interacting and um, obviously like test scores. I feel like that kind of is borderline ridiculous as is and you know in schools just like the you know big standardized testing and um analysis of everything i i think that they could probably do something kind of funny mm. funny with that yeah but i just i, agree. I hope it's just kind of like lighthearted. i there's other shows i like but i maybe can only watch in small doses because they're kind of like heavier or they make me think more than i want to think and i just i love the Yep, easy breezy, and then go on with my day about Abbott Elementary. This doesn't it doesn't need to be wildly ambitious to be as satisfying as it's been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say more of the same, but just different enough to keep us interested. I I have here written down more of Melissa's family. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and if Janine and Gregory do end up together, I would love to know what their students think about that. Mm -hmm. mm. What Ava thinks about that, because we know it's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. I wonder how they would play that, because you never see like, oh my god, I can't imagine when I was in elementary school if I thought that teachers, two teachers, were dating. <laughs> been crazy. So I wonder. They maybe they'd keep it quieter. Yeah, I don't know what they how they'd handle that. Another character who I kind of feel like we get like peaks of. He kind of almost makes me think of like Creed on The Office because we get these like little like open door into like a bizarreness of his life, and then we move on. Is Mr. Johnson? I feel like we get like little snippets of you know normal Mr. Johnson, and then some kind of like he says something, and you're like, wait, what? Like <laughs> there's more to this character, so. You know, that might be interesting to see where he goes to with the character. Yeah, they, he's not my favorite. So maybe if they do delve into him more, mm -hmm. that would be better. <laughs> All right. Any uh, any final thoughts before we uh, I think wrap we, things up? 
I think hopefully people can tell that we all really love the show. <laughs> Good show. Give it a try if you're not watching it. Yeah. Exactly. It's on ABC and uh, streaming on Hulu the next day. On Wednesdays, yeah. All right. Um, before we finish, I have a, um, a little unusual idea. Um, I, some of you may have heard about these artificial intelligence things that have been happening lately. Uh, there's this thing called the chat GPT bot where you can just give it a prompt and say, hey, can you write this essay for me? Or can you write the script of a TV show for me? And it'll within seconds give you exactly what you asked for and uh, it's uh you're like wow uh, artificial intelligence wrote that so i gave it the chat gbt chatbot this prompt asked it to write an episode of the podcast that's entertainment hosted by pop culture maven jeff malone and aunt beth woods in which they discuss their favorite vacuum cleaners in movies no, Aunt Beth, you and I are going to. Uh, yeah, except I'm trying to find it and I'm not. Oh, yeah, oh, I got it. You got it? It just came. Yep. All right. We're all set. Okay. So okay. I'm starting with. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> my line is first. So okay. I'll go ahead. And then. We'll okay. See how authentic it sounds. Yes. All right. Welcome to That's Entertainment, your favorite pop culture podcast. I'm Jeff Malone, and joining me today is Aunt Beth Woods. Hey, Aunt Beth. Hi, Jeff. So, Aunt Beth, what's on the docket for today's episode? Well, Jeff, I was thinking we could talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Vacuum cleaners in movies. I love it. <laughs> vacuum cleaners in movies. Now, that's something we don't hear about every day. Yes, vacuum cleaners may not be the most glamorous topic, but they definitely play a role in many movies. And let's be honest, who doesn't love a good vacuum cleaner? Absolutely. So, Aunt Beth, what are some of your favorite vacuum cleaners in movies? Oh, there's so many to choose from. But I'd have to say that one of my all-time favorites is the Dyson Cyclone in the movie The Iron Giant. Ah, yes, the Dyson Cyclone, a true classic. And I have to say, the scene in which the Iron Giant uses it to vacuum up all the scraps in the junkyard are just unforgettable. Definitely. And another one of my favorites is the Electrolux Ultra Silencer in the movie Alfie. The way it helped Alfie clean up his apartment after a wild party was just brilliant. Oh, I totally agree. And let's not forget about the Eureka Airspeed Unlimited Rewind in the movie Up. That vacuum cleaner was so versatile, it was able to help the main character Carl float his house to South America. Oh, I love that movie. And you're right. The vacuum cleaner was definitely a star. Well, Empath, it's been great chatting with you about vacuum cleaners and movies. But before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts on the topic? Yes, I just want to say that vacuum cleaners may not, may not always be the star of the show, but they definitely play an important role in many movies. And I, for one, am a huge fan of their cleaning power and versatility. I couldn't agree more, Aunt Beth. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of That's Entertainment, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Crazy. Wait, so tell me again what you, you just go to this, what's the site? It's called, um, I'll send you the link. It's, the, it's called the Chat GPT 
spot and you just like give it a prompt and um, say, you know, like you can say, write me an essay, write me an English elementary school essay. So Katie, I mean, you might have to watch out for this. Like some students have apparently been using Oh, this bot to write their essays. But someone else has invented some kind of app that you can run essays through that are supposed to identify if it's written by the bot. So thankfully, I have not had to deal with this yet in third grade, but it seems like people are it's like a struggle, like who's going to win, you know? <laughs> oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's... yeah. Do you think it, we're in danger of it taking over our show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's the artificial intelligence version of me and Aunt Beth. Um, I guess our listeners can uh, let us know if uh, they like that version better or if they want this to keep the real thing or if they can even tell the difference. That's right. So interesting. <laughs> Vacuum cleaners. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, who knew? All right. Well, uh, we've come to the another end of a great episode. And before we go, as usual, I'd like to ask everyone uh, if they've got anything they'd like to promote or anything that anyone they know is doing that they'd like to promote. And also, is there anything you'd like to recommend that you can enjoy with your aunts and or nephews? So, uh, Katie, anything to promote or recommend? I don't have any promotions going on. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Nope, other than driving my children places. That's about my only current, you know, non-Abbott Elementary activity. So. Okay. <laughs> I never have anything to promote. Either. I just, <laughs> sometimes I recommend shows that I've read about. So I've, um, although this one's probably not great for kids, but Poker Face sounds pretty good. That's coming on Peacock. And then there's another one of Miracle Workers that you were talking about coming out. Um, called End Times. And this is the one I'm the most excited about. I read this book a few years ago and it's coming on Amazon Prime, Daisy Jones and the Six. Did you read that, Katie? No, I haven't read that. Is it a good book? Yes, and it's loosely based on Stevie Nicks kind of- Oh, I love Stevie Nicks. Oh, okay. Read it then. And the girl who's playing the lead is um, Lisa Marie, Presley's daughter, Riley. Oh, wow. Oh, that's um, I think that's coming in March. And then the last one, there's a new show, and I saw his name. I said, oh, that's all I need to see is Milo Ventimiglia is in a new show on ABC called The Company You Keep. So I figured I'll give that a try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll promote, um, I'm doing my annual best of 2022 coverage on jmoney.com already posted my my podcast roundup and my uh best of tv shows and tv episodes i think um probably by the time this episode drops i'll have posted my favorite movies list as well and i'll have my songs and albums to go um speaking of best of, did you did everyone see the oscar nominations no. I did. I saw them this morning, so I was excited about that. Yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about that when we'll be doing our annual wrap up. Um, my favorite was for animated short film. There was the um, I forget what the the um, two of them were called. One of them was called My Year of Dicks, and then the next <laughs> one was that. called 
an ostrich told me that the world is fake and I believe it. <laughs> Great names. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also mention we have a Patreon. You can support us that way if you'd like to. And um, Ken Jong, you still have an open invitation to be a guest on this show whenever you'd like to be. And I will recommend the book Answers in the Form of Questions, uh, which was a, um, a book I got for Christmas and read it mm. in just a few couple of weeks. It's about Jeopardy. It's written oh. by uh, Claire McNair, who's um, a reporter for the website The Ringer. She was actually the person who broke the story, former host and executive producer Mike Richards that led to him getting fired from the show. Um, so if you love Jeopardy, it's you'll love this book it's about a okay. fun history and behind the scenes info and you can leave us a review um you can go to rate this podcast.com slash that's entertainment uh that's entertainment or just uh review uh, on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and we'll read it on air if, uh, and you'll have your 15 podcast fame and you can follow us on twitter facebook and instagram and uh, I guess it's time to for class to be dismissed. That's right. They say, what is good night? <laughs> Thank you for having me. It was nice to talk to you guys about, well, nice to talk to you. And also nice to talk to you about Avid Elementary. Yes, nice to talk to you too. Indeed. Thank you for trying, taking the time in between your busy pickup schedule. <laughs> My wild Tuesday nights. <laughs> Yeah. Luckily, it's not Avid Elementary night that we're recording. Uh, And uh, I'll say, as usual, keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.